I don't think that we pop out of the womb being antisocial. I think we just have experiences enough that we're like, listen, I got to protect myself. I got to protect my energy. I, you know, I don't want to be in these spaces where I am not getting as much as I'm putting in where like I'm pouring out, but like nobody can pour into me. And I think that that is like, what is so powerful about the community is that when you put a whole bunch of people like that together, oh my gosh, it's like explosion of amazing community because you all have so much potential to pour into people. Like you've been doing it your whole career. Okay. Thank you for my soliloquy. You are listening to Your Unapologetic Career. Being a woman of color faculty in academic medicine who wants to make a real difference with your career can be tough. Listen, these systems are not built for us, but that doesn't mean we can't make them work for us. In each episode, I'll be taking a deep dive into one core growth strategy so you can gain confidence and effectiveness in pursuing the dream career you worked so hard to achieve. All you have to do is tune in to your unapologetic career with me, your host, Kemi Dole, physician, surgeon, researcher, coach, and career strategist for an always authentic, sometimes a little raw, but unapologetically empowering word. I keep it real for you because I want you to win. Are you building the academic career you want or hard at work checking boxes on everyone else's to-do list? A successful career doing the work that you love doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your values, your family, or your joy. Stop trying to be everything to everybody and get to learning the strategies that will 3x your productivity, hone your passions into grant-funded projects, and create the career you worked so hard to achieve. If you have been to every career development workshop that sounded great, but didn't actually deal with the kind of institutional pressures you face, if you are working hard, but somehow stuck in inefficiency, putting everyone else's priorities first, if you spent years training and sacrificing to become academic faculty, and here you are still working nights and weekends on the projects you care most about, I'm here to tell you that you can walk away from this institutional mindset forever and take control of your career with clarity and strategy. Every day, I help early career women of color faculty in academic medicine, like you, reframe and recreate their academic life so that they can channel their ideas, passions, and skills into grant-funded work with institutional support. And that is why this episode is brought to you by Get That Grant, my six-month comprehensive high-performance coaching program for high-achieving early career women of color faculty in academic medicine who are ready to reclaim career control and secure grant funding doing the work they love. In Get That Grant, we help you kick imposter syndrome to the curb for good, so you lead your career with clarity and confidence. We teach you productivity and strategy skills for grants and papers to maximize your chances of success without wasting your time abandoning your passion, or working yourself into the ground. We help you to build the foundation for an amazing and fulfilling academic career, changing your life and the lives of everyone your work will touch. Yes, this future is possible for you, and it's waiting on you to make the first step. If you're ready for career success without sacrifice, I encourage you to book a coaching consult call today. 
by visiting kemidole.com backslash grant. After you book your call, you will complete an in-depth career foundations assessment, helping you identify the gaps in your foundation that are holding you back from enjoying the career you work so hard to achieve. No more secret worrying that you just don't have what it takes. This career assessment will show you exactly where you need to focus to up-level your experience and your impact. Book a coaching consult today to get your career foundation score. Visit kemidole.com backslash grant to book your call. Hi, Shakina. Hi. How are you? I'm good today. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited and so grateful that you are here joining us as a guest on the Your Unapologetic Career Podcast. Welcome. (laughs) I feel very honored to be invited. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So why don't you start out with giving us who you are? I call it your one-liner, but really your three-liner. Where are you from? What's your specialty? What's your research interest? All right. So I'm Shakina Elmore. I'm from, well, currently at the University of North Carolina. I am a radiation oncologist and research-wise, I'm really interested in any question that improves multidisciplinary oncology care for Black patients. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that looks a lot of different ways, but always centers the patient experience um, in improving care for Black patients with breast and prostate cancers, mostly. I love it. You also are a TED Talk alum. I thought that was interesting. It wasn't in your one life. She's like, that's true. (laughs) Yes. I feel like you're pseudo famous. I, yeah, I guess um, locally famous, maybe. I don't know how far that fame translates. (laughs) Well, for those of you who have not checked it out, it is an excellent TED Talk. It is excellent. I don't know how many views it has, but it will continue to garner more and more views because it is eloquent. It's powerful. It is composed and it is full of surprises. Oh. Thanks. I loved it. Okay. But you know, we're here to talk about coaching (laughs) and specifically your experience. I love doing these interviews. As I um, mentioned before, inviting you, nothing's off limits. Whatever you want to share is totally great. Whatever you don't, it's totally fine. And we'll just learn from your journey. So my first question for you is where were you in your career when you started to consider coaching and why, why were you considering it? Yeah, so I was actually um, still in training. So I was a resident in my final year of residency and trying to like craft my job application pitch. Like I think Mm. I have a little bit of an interesting career for radiation oncology. I'm interested in health equity at global oncology. um, And that was a little different than I think what a lot of departments were used to. Um, Mm. So I was trying to craft something really different. And actually it was like, funnily enough, in a meeting with Dr. Charles Thomas, who's now going to be the outgoing chair at OHSU, who basically said, you should follow this doctor called Dr. Kemi Dole on Twitter. And she's just really doing a lot of amazing things. And so if Dr. Thomas says that I should do something to further my career, like I'm going to check. We all do it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to at least investigate that. He's probably very correct. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then I, you know, followed you on Twitter, I think first, and then got subscribed to your newsletter and really just felt a lot of, I think, synergy in the things that I was trying to do, which is like, you know, craft this like new unapologetic career, I guess, you know, I I don't know that I would have called it that. And so then I think I emailed and said, like, can you take me on now? And you said, not till you graduate, (laughs) Um, which is so fair. And I very much understand it now. I think as a trainee, it was hard for me to understand, like, what's the difference going to be? But it's truly a tremendous difference on the other side. 
And so I started, you know, coaching, I think like the month before I like officially started my unapologetic faculty career. (laughs) Yes. You know what? I love that. I'm doing a lot of, you know, doing a few of these and it's very on purpose. Like all of you kind of represent distinct kind of areas and perspectives. And yours was definitely one, like before I'm even done with my training, I am getting on, like, this is what I want to do. And I do remember you reaching out and I do have that conversation a lot with trainees, which is that it really is different. And that's actually part of the coaching is like, it's part of the trainee mindset of like not being able to imagine anything different, but a bigger paycheck. You're just like, Oh no, I'm just going to finally get paid. But like, how could it be different? And it's like a reflection of how long we spend in training, especially as adults, you know, it's like your whole life is happening and you're still in this like weird, very, very infantilized model. So I think it just takes a lot to even be able to imagine there's like another world or another possibility out there that is the independence of faculty. So um, I'm glad that you feel the same way after I made you you wait. (laughs) Yes, I think it's just, you're right. I couldn't even imagine it. Like, I think I, you know, trusted that it was different, but I think I, again, I thought it was like, oh, trainees probably just can't pay the money. And maybe that's mm-hmm. why she's doing it like for our benefit, but no, it's, it's really a, a totally transformative jump. Yeah, I think so. And ultimately I think it's like not making it is also why people find me much later. You know, it's like, I've been in the game five or six years or 10 years. And like, somehow I am still basically in a resident mindset help. So I think I remember you saying something around that too. It's like, I don't want to have to redo this. (laughs) I want to. No, I just wanted like this, the launch, right? Yeah. Yes. The other thing I just heard you say that I want to pull out is this idea that like you knew earlier on that I'm creating something that doesn't exist. That's definitely something that people end up, like I end up attracting those kind of people. I notice those people like are attracted to my coaching. It's like, you already knew I want to do something different. I want to combine these worlds. I'm curious, like, how did you, how did you know that? Like, where did that come from for, even if you didn't know how you had a sense of, I do want to though. Yeah. I think it just came from crystallizing that I truly did want to create something different, took some time, but I think I just always saw how, what drew me in was like always a little bit different kind Mm -hmm. of than the common pathway. Like I came to medicine from a public health background and I came to sort of global cancer care from like a global HIV background. And I came to radiation oncology from like a global oncology background. So it was like, I was always transitioning into these places with a really different perspective. And I think there was always this tension of many people would say, oh, you should just sell yourself or your application on the straight and narrow. You should just say, you know, I'm a good radiation oncologist. I really love radiation oncology. Don't mention global health. Mm -hmm. And of course, I would always not do that because it didn't make sense to me. But I think then I, I would always have some hesitation about not doing that. Like I always sort of was like, oh, I'm doing something different, but like, maybe there's still something like wrong about that. And I think it was sort of toward as I was like pitching my faculty position that I had finally decided like, look, I'm just trying to do a different thing. Mm -hmm. And some people will be really excited about that. But like, I can't keep trying to pretend that the thing I'm doing is in any way within the bounds of what other people have done. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's like, at some point you have to take off the costume. I understand. Yes. You have to train. Yes. You have to do it. But at some point, like I just got to show up to work, like as what I'm doing, like at some point it can't be selling this, but like doing this on the side and doing that on the side. And something you haven't said explicitly that I want to draw out for the listeners is that 
in all these ways, you're innovative, but also you are on a clinician research track, came into grant funding, applying for career development awards, like applying for you, like doing all of the mainstream things, right? Like as check boxes. And that does not have to be, maybe you agree or just, I don't know, but I don't, I don't think that those have to be somehow mutually exclusive from creativity and doing it a different way and thinking about things in a totally different way. Would you agree with that? I totally agree with that. And I think, you know, one of the things that coaching has been so helpful for is to just like be able to stand in that with so much more certainty than I had Mm -hmm. before. Because I think before it always still felt like a little bit of a tension. Like I was like, well, I want to apply for career development awards. And like, that's the pathway for me to fund this. But I feel like every time someone would be like, no, I don't see how that's going to work. I feel like it would get under my skin a little bit more. And I would sort of say, oh, like, maybe you're right. Like maybe that, because like it, you know, most people haven't done it this way before, or like the examples were like very far flung. And I think people treated them like exceptions. And then there were still other things that I was bringing that were really different. I knew what I wanted, but I feel like I still questioned that Mm -hmm. that was possible. And I think that coaching has been really helpful in sort of saying like, no, you you can do things the way that you want them to be realized in the world for you, that it, it doesn't have to be kind of like a straight and narrow pathway. You can very much still have some of these, I guess, checkbox achievements Um, but it can really be much more on your terms. And, and that's just a more fun way to go about things too. Yes. (laughs) That's my whole sales, which is like, it's more fun this way. Like I just like, ultimately, I mean, if we're all going to do this weird thing, like we might as well do it in the more fun way than the less fun way. I agree. Okay. So I would love if you could share any moments and get that grant in the coaching program where something shifted for you in a big way, or just anything kind of specific that you remember being like, Oh, Oh, okay. I'm different now. Yeah. I think two moments that stick out. I think one was kind of like on our first intake call when I was telling you about like my career aspirations and what I want to do. And I was talking a lot about, oh, global oncology and I'm interested in doing this and all these things. And then I was like, but you know, it's not a great way to make a career in radiation oncology. (laughs) And you were like, why is it not a great way to make a career? Like you've made your whole career, your whole thing is this, and you've been really successful in XYZ ways. And I was like, oh, the messages from outside get in inside your own thinking and your own self-concept in ways that you don't realize. Like if you don't have kind of the right mirrors or the right mentors to reflect for you that like, this is success. Like what you're doing is, is very successful and it's a great way to make a career. It's not a typical way. It's not a standard way. It's not going to be boring, but it's a great way to make a career. Mm -hmm. And then I think the other time that was really helpful was I think as we were going into some of the like nitty gritty on how to actually execute, how to write a grant, how to work with feedback loops, and then kind of how to execute some of the steps of writing a grant. I think just realizing that like some parts of it, you're always going to dislike. You might even hate them, right? Like you might even hate (laughs) Like, and that's okay. That's like a very normal, like we're not actually trying to be superhuman, but we're trying to actually recognize and be a little bit more curious about the tasks that just are not our jam, at least for me, that really helped me like actually, you know, reckon with those tasks much better to be like much less. I didn't avoid them as much because I didn't expect myself to be like, well, I'll sleep the right amount tonight and I'll get my coffee and I'll sit in this corner of the room 
with just the right lighting and then I'll be able to do yes. this budget, right? You're, okay, first of all, like, let me oh. tell you, you're dragging so many people right now. They're really mad at you. <laughs> yes. But you also forgot this correct Starbucks drink, like, right? You're going to do yes, this. Right. Okay, make sure you get, and then it's going to be fine. And all of a sudden it won't be a painful process. I love yeah. doing the budget, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm so glad that you bring up both of those things. So starting at the end, I think you're talking about the phase three, where we do the feedback loops. We talk about feedback loops and also we do the kind of grant mapping, like the mapping your grant journey, like very personalized. So you understand what you're about to go into. I mean, just from a broader perspective, we do handle things better when we know what's about to happen. Like just in a general sense, you're like, oh, okay. I'm about to get like a shot. I understand this is about to be painful. It's not so bad. (laughs) Somebody just runs up on you in the street and stabs you in the arm. You're like, what happened? So I think that that's part of it. And because I think of a lot of, a lot of ways in which, I mean, we are all excellent. Like I've, I attract excellent people. Everybody is like amazing at their work, amazing at their job. And I think that we can sometimes interpret not liking something or something being hard as like, I'm not good at this. I'm doing it wrong and I shouldn't be doing it. And what I've noticed is like literally people, their whole grants get derailed. I mean, like literally the whole process can get derailed because they're convinced that because this is either hard or I don't like it, or I can't figure it out. Like I basically am not cut out or I just can't do it. And so you just had such a beautiful experience of that because I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, like you applied for a grant, like during your first coaching experience and got it right. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. And if you could share a little bit about, cause like we kind of talked about the theory of learning about that. And then like, what was that like for you in real time applying and, and getting that grant? Yeah, it was so helpful. And I guess like being honest, I think I applied for one, I applied for two, I applied for one and got it and applied for one and didn't. And I think both were really good experiences also because of the coaching program of just like learning how to deal with failure in a much more productive way yes. so that it's not like, oh, everything's going to be perfect now, but it's like, oh, it's more learning. And there's always going to be, you know, times when you don't get the grant, but the one that I did get, it was awesome because it wasn't something I was necessarily even going to apply for in my Mm -hmm. first six months on faculty, but it was just like an idea that felt really exciting and felt really relevant to my clinical work. And it was awesome to just go through the process in real time because yeah, the places that I would have gotten stuck because I was like submitting this grant. I was on call for my first weekend. There was like a hurricane and like trees were falling down, (laughs) blocking like the entrances to our neighborhood. It was like all these things were happening, but I had like budgeted out the time that I needed for things and like budgeted out the work. So like the derailments, there was like extra time built in for different things. I didn't stay up all night working on this grant at all, which would have been like my modus operandi another Mm -hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And it just felt easier to like do things like the budget justifications or like getting letters of support or things that I feel like I would have just let slow me down or drill me because I would have been like, oh, I'm not good at this or am I doing it right? I don't know. But I was just like, well, this is what I know. I'm going to put down what I know. I'm going to ask this person for help on yeah. this and I'm just going to do it. And, you know, I'm never going to be the person who's like delighted at writing the budget justification down. Mm -hmm. But I was just looking at that budget justification to like, you know, requisition something for the grant that we're now executing. And I was just like, oh, this wasn't so bad. Like, look at this justification. It's fine. Yes. You know what? Okay. That is funny because I, I, on purpose, I don't think that that's helpful when you're in the pain to be like, you'll thank yourself later. Cause you know, it's just very like mom energy. It's very like, get away from me, but it is true. It is actually true. 
that like when you're in it, that budget justification is like the Bible. You're like, wait, what were we doing with this money? Right. Okay. So like, no, I was like, I know exactly how much I need to request. Yes. It's so (laughs) nice. But anyway, if you're in it, just ignore that piece. Don't worry about it. Just like, keep going. Okay. That is awesome. Thank you for sharing. And I'm excited for that work and for what we're going to get out of it. Okay. So Shakina, what would you say to someone, especially another black woman who just signed up for get that grant and is freaking out? What can they expect? So I would say that you will not be the one person that this doesn't work for. Like, I think that I thought, you know, maybe I'm the person that's too disorganized that I, you know, maybe don't have a strong enough skill set coming into this. You know, maybe I'm too early career. I'm too this, I'm too that. I would say, you know, just deep breath. And I would say that it has so much in it that can be really customized to you. And I think it's just something that has really taught me a lot about how to block out the time and commit to the work. And I would say both blocking out the time for the work part and blocking out the time for rest and um, kind of restorative work. You know, I think that it's like, trust the process a little <laughs> bit, even though I, like, I am very much not a joiner of things. Like oh I'm not gosh. a trust the process okay. person. I don't like can joining. I, I don't pa- like group work. Okay. Can I just pause? First of all, I just want y'all, I want the listeners to know that literally all of my clients are like this. They're all like this. They're all like, I am, listen, I'm not the group work. I'm not a joiner. I'm not going to end up saying anything. I'm just going to like, so I hope you resonate with Shakina. And I just want to let you know that I have patience with y'all at this point, because now I've gone through enough of this process, but like, yes, another aspect of people I tend to attract. (laughs) Anyway, continue. Yeah. But yeah, I just feel like it's such a great community. And I think I didn't really know how helpful that aspect would be. I think, again, to just like reinforce the positive experiences to reinforce like the positive mirrors and the positive lenses for really appreciating your value. Like, I think Mm -hmm. that part was just so amazing. And I think, yeah, just block out the time, you know, do your modules because you you have courage, right? You have courage and you're committing to to the future you who's going to be so appreciative, you know, even if the Starbucks drink isn't right and the lighting's not right, like you just lay down on the bed, do the module and like (laughs) whatever it takes for that week. I would say it's really a transformative experience. It's one of those things that's hard to describe just how good and how meaningful it is. I'm so glad to hear you say this because the other thing I want to point out is that you have an MPH. You did an MPH before MD, right? Am I right? Yeah. So you had an Mm -hmm. MPH before, not to mention an amazing, immense amount of life experience coming out of a top, 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 top tier residency program in an extraordinarily competitive field, right? You were coming out to multiple job offers that people were kind of clamoring over, fighting for you to get. And you could still come in feeling like maybe I'm the one who's like too disorganized too. And like, it just speaks to one, how like that is like just a false distortion, right? That a lot of us carry because of racism, sexism and socialization of medicine, let's just say. But I think it's important for people to hear because I think it's still so endemic that we look out at people who we admire, who seem to be doing it all together. And we just really can't imagine that that's what they could be feeling And I say this because I think that's sometimes the reason why people don't seek out help because they're like, people think I'm doing great. Like, I don't want to admit that like I am struggling or I don't really think this career is possible or I don't really, you know, all of those things. And so I appreciate you sharing that because it's just part of the game. It's like the grant process, like of not giving up. It's like, oh, here's that day where I think somehow I can't do it. 
okay, like back right, to community. Yes. And the thing about community, this might be rude. Okay, y'all, this might be your rude, but you know, this is me. I'm just going to say that when you are performing at a high level, it is true that you have probably experienced negative group work experiences. Like I'm just saying, like it is true that you have probably been the one who did all the work in the group work. It is true that you've probably come to some event that was in like, like had some circle of chairs, right? It's like the circle of doom sometimes. And you realize that like, if I'm not the one who speaks up and like makes this whole thing work and be smooth, it's going to be awkward and everybody's going to stare at each other. And I just can't even deal with that. So I will just basically co-facilitate this terrible idea of an event, right? Like, can I get an amen? So I just want to acknowledge that like, I understand. And I feel that too. Like, I understand where that comes from. It's like, I'm not a group. I'm not a joiner. Like, this is not me. I don't think that we pop out of the womb being antisocial. I think we just have experiences enough that we're like, listen, I got to protect myself. I got to protect my energy. I, you know, I don't want to be in these spaces where I am not getting as much as I'm putting in where like I'm pouring out, but like nobody can pour into me. And I think that that is like, what is so powerful about the community is that when you put a whole bunch of people like that together, oh my gosh, it's like explosion of amazing community because you all have so much potential to pour into people. Like you've been doing it your whole career. Okay. Thank you for my soliloquy. But that's kind of what I got from what you were talking about there. Okay. I feel like you kind of answered this, but is there anything else you would say, advice that you would give somebody who wanted to make sure they got the most out of their coaching experience? Yeah. I would just say like show up for the community aspect of it, because I do think it is like on, I was listening to my other favorite podcast here to slay. I feel like I'm either recommending your uh, my unapologetic career podcast or here to say like those are just the two that I recommend I'm like sorry that I'm a broken record Twitter but those are those are the two podcasts and Roxanne Gay and Tressie McMillan Cottom were just talking on their latest episode about how yes they were talking about how they hated group projects but like here to slay is the first group project that is good (laughs) yes and so I I didn't know that okay I have to go check out that episode just this episode today And so I would say that like, yes, this is the first group work that you will enjoy maybe in your life because everyone will show up and just commit to the modules. Like even if you think it's sort of like exercise or whatever other thing Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, maybe you want to commit to, but you feel like you don't have enough time or not. I feel like the time, you know, these lessons really, they will make time for you and opportunities for you in the future. Like I still we'll go back to old lessons when I need a refresher, you know, before I'm about to apply for a grant or, you know, pitch something to, yeah, to a supervisor or anything like that. So they're so useful. Love it. Thank you so much, Shakina. Is there anything else you want to share? No, thanks for having me. This is just great podcasts, great program. Thank you so much. This has been great. Where can people find you, Shakina? You can mostly find me on Twitter. I'm at pre-rad, P-R-E underscore R-A-D, you know, before Twitter names were your full name, your government yes. name. So <laughs> that's, that's how long I've been on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. It was not for professional purposes, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's professional enough, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So find me there. And then my website, shakinaelmore.com. Love it. All right. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for listening with me today. I appreciate your time as I know it's so valuable. I hope this episode was helpful to you and I hope you feel energized to go out and claim your unapologetic career. See you soon.